Thank you for tuning into A Spirit-Led Life with HMI. We hope you enjoyed today's session with Pastor Dion Hockey. Hey everybody, welcome to today's program. My name is Dion Hockey from Healing Ministries International. I'm very excited about today's teaching. I want to jump right into the Word and I pray that you will receive revelation and that you will receive understanding from the Word of God. We want revival to come to this country. We want revival to come to the world. And God is in need of each and every one of you that is watching this program. I'm going to say it again. God needs you. He needs me. He needs all of us. We are the body of Christ and every member of the body is important. Just like the foot is important for the body to move forward, the hand is important to do the work. We need every member, every part of the body to work together. So I want to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. If you have your Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 2. Amen. It says this, We give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers. And this is what we do as a ministry. We are praying for all the people around the world that God would touch you, bless you, use you, anoint you, prosper you, that God will just minister to you. But he says, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, your patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of, God and, uh, in the sight of our God and Father, knowing, beloved brethren, your election by God. Now I want to emphasize verse 5. He says, For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. What a wonderful scripture this is, if I can read this to you again, because he says in verse 5, Our gospel did not come to you in word only. Now unfortunately today we find that in many churches there is only a word being preached but that's where it ends so he says our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power and in the holy spirit and in much insurance if i may give a title to today's message i want to preach on uh, keeping a balanced gospel it is very important that you and i must keep a balanced gospel that we not just preach the word and quote scriptures but we have to have the power of god operating with us while we are preaching the word in jesus name but i find that there are so many people who are not doing this so many people who who can quote scriptures but they don't know how to operate in the power of the holy spirit and how to operate in the power of god so if you've been following me for the last couple of weeks you'll know that i've been teaching quite extensively on the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I want to continue on the subject by saying that when we preach the word, we have to bring a demonstration of the word that we have preached. In this manner, we can see lives being changed and people coming to know Jesus Christ. If Jesus did it, we have to do it as well. So I want to read this again and I want you to understand that there are five words I want you to write down on a piece of paper and I want you to go and study these words all right in verse 5 it says for our gospel so if you have a pen and paper write down the word gospel all right he says our gospel did not come to you in word only the second word I want you to write under the word gospel is the word word <laughs> I want you to write that word down and then number three he said but also in power so under word write power 
And then he said, and in the Holy Spirit. So under power, write the word Holy Spirit. And then he says, and in much assurance. So word number five will be the word assurance. I want you to write that down. He says, as you know, what kind of men we were among you for your sakes. Let's look at the word gospel real quickly. Uh, the Greek word gospel here means uh, is from the word eugilion. I think that's how you pronounce it, eugilion. And this is what it means. It means a good message, glad tidings, good news. Don't we all know that when we say the gospel is good news, that we need to preach the good news to people? And I want to remind you again, I think I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. A lot of people just preach good news, but good news is not good news if you don't understand uh, why it's good news. You first got to receive the bad news to understand the good news. Doesn't that make sense? A lot of people just say good news, good news, good news, but that's just regular news. To make good news, uh, you have to bring the bad news. The bad news is this. If you don't know Jesus Christ, you're going to go to hell and you will spend eternity in the lake of fire. The Bible says that you'll be burning forever and ever and ever. And we don't want people to go to hell. Nobody, not even your worst enemy, because the fact of the matter is that will be forever and ever and ever. There's a, a never ending uh, to that. You'll never just go to hell and then one day come out of hell again. No, it will be for eternity. Who wants to go there? Nobody. So the good news is that God sent his son Jesus who died on the cross and he paid the ultimate price. He gave his life to you and I. And the Bible says that if we will call on the name of Jesus, we will be saved. Amen. What great news that is. If you call on Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, if you make Jesus to be the Lord of your life, if you confess him, believe he's the son of God, believe that God raised him from the dead, you repent from your sins, you go hard after God, the Bible says you are going to be saved, bless the Lord. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And thus the good news is we will spend eternity with God where there will be no pain. There will be no sadness. There will be no hurt, no sickness, uh, no war, no hatred, no bitterness. Think about that. What a wonderful day that's going to be when we all spend eternity with God in heaven. So this is the word gospel. Gospel uh, has been, the word gospel has been mentioned 46 times in the New Testament. Think about that. 46 times. So they're trying to bring something across to us that we are to preach, bring this hope, bring this good news to a lost and dying world. The word gospel of Christ has been mentioned 11 times. The word gospel of God has been mentioned seven times. The gospel of the kingdom three times. And then there's just 10 other times that the word gospel has been randomly used. So we need to understand this word gospel. But you know what? The good news doesn't just stop where it says that Jesus came to the earth, that Jesus died for mankind, that he defeated death, hell and the grave, that he took away the keys from Satan that he stole from Adam and Eve, which I explained to you last week. But the good news goes further. The gospel goes further because when Jesus was raised from the dead, you know, we read this in Acts chapter one, that he was taken up into heaven. And when he was taken up into heaven, two angels came down and gave this wonderful promise. Listen, this is a promise. He said, why are you looking up into heaven? This, this same Jesus who was taken away from you is coming back in like manner. Hallelujah. Jesus is returning. Jesus is coming back for a victorious bride. He's coming for a 
conquering church. Think about that. So when we preach the good news, we don't just preach that there is salvation in Jesus, but we need to preach the good news that He's returning again, that He's coming to fetch His bride. Hallelujah. So He says, for our gospel, this is verse 5, did not come to you in word only. So what does the word mean? This is called the Logos word. All right, the Logos word is the written word. This is the spoken word. Now, it's very important that we need to understand that uh, there's many people who can quote scriptures and who can read the Bible, but we don't want just the Logos word that goes into the mind. We want the word of God to go into our mind and then fall into our spirit. Now, when the Word of God falls into your spirit, that means you receive a rhema. A rhema is a revelation. Revelation means understanding. You got that? When I say, I got a rhema, I got a revelation, it means this. I'm understanding. Wow, finally, I'm getting what God is telling me. Amen. It's not something new. It's new to us because we now understand it for the first time. But in the end, a revelation means I'm getting what God is telling me. Remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Hebrews uh, uh, 13 verse 8. Jesus is the same God. So when we read the Bible and, and we, we say, wow, that's something fresh. That's something new to me. All it means is I just got this wonderful revelation. So when we preach the word, we have to preach the word with revelation. We have to believe God that he will speak to us. That's why when you watch programs like this or when you go and pray or when you read your Bible, ask God, say, Holy Spirit, please give me rhema. Give me revelation on the word of God. Help me to understand what I'm reading so that I can then uh, apply what I'm reading, what I'm learning because there's a ripple effect. Did you know that? There's a ripple effect when you get a revelation because it's simple. Revelation produces faith. And the Bible says that without faith, you know, we cannot, it's impossible to please God. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. So what does revelation do? It produces faith and that faith makes us mobile. It causes us to move forward. It causes us to, to begin to apply the word, to do the word. And when we begin to do the word, remember James 1.22, do not listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but become doers of the word. That's James 1.22. So when we do this, guess what happens? We begin to get results. And this is what we want. We want the church to receive uh, results. That the Bible is not a dead book. It's not just some empty words, you know, written on pages. The Bible is alive. Hebrews 4.12. What does Hebrews 4.12? It says that the word of God is living. It is alive. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we can know that when you read this book and you read the Bible with rhema, it comes alive. It be, it's energizing. It brings power to you. Amen. So this is the second thing. He says that our gospel, the good news, did not come to you in word only, but also in power. What does this word power mean? The word power here is the same power as in Acts chapter 1, 8, where Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And we know this word power is the word dunamis power. 
all right dynamic explosive power and we want the power of God to be evident in our lives listen when Jesus showed up on the earth wherever he went when he walked into a place there was power there was power now the Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 14 John writes and he says that Jesus was the word made flesh and wherever he walked he was the word in action they read the word of god off of him but not only that they read the scriptures off of his lifestyle but they saw the power of god evidently working through his life the word christian means to be christ-like that's you and i we are to be like jesus when we walk in the streets when we go to the marketplace when we go to work or the school listen we are also like jesus we have the word of god one Corinthians, uh, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says the word of God is written in our hearts, known and read by all men. So when you and I are walking in the streets or going wherever to work, people are reading Jesus off of our lifestyle, but not just seeing how we live and how we present ourselves, but we are to be the word in action like Jesus. Demons manifested, the blind eyes opened, deaf ears were healed, the power of God was evident wherever he went. But most of all was the love of Jesus. Jesus loved everybody. Jesus cared for everybody. And this is how you and I should be. Our love should, the love of God should be flowing out of us. And by that love flowing out of us, the word should be flowing out of us and the power should be flowing out of us I hope you're getting what I'm trying to encourage you with today friend is that Jesus wants to use you and he wants to use me but it's no good that we just preach the gospel and quote scriptures but don't have the word of God flowing with us so let's read on let's read this he says for our gospel the good news did not come to you in word only in the logos word but also in power the dynamic power and then he says and in the Holy Spirit bless God I love the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit here is Ruach HaKadosh. It's the pneuma. It's the breath of God, the current air of God that, that, that comes upon us. All right, the Holy Spirit, He empowers us. It's Him. He gives us the ability to do what we are doing on the earth. Jesus Christ was baptized in the river Jordan by John the Baptist. The Holy Spirit came upon him. And as the Holy Spirit came upon him, guess what happened? He was empowered and he went out and he began to fulfill his destiny. He began to preach with signs, wonders and miracles following him. He preached the word. Think about that. And then he brought a demonstration of the power of God. He preached the word. He brought demonstration. Matthew chapter 9 verse 35 says that Jesus went about the the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing the sick this is what our Lord Jesus did as he is so are we the Bible says in 1 John as Jesus is so are we so we are also to be like Jesus and we are also to preach the word and we are to have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and we are to operate in the supernatural power of of God. Are you getting this? The Holy Spirit has been freely given to all mankind. 
bless the Lord. John 16, 7 says that Jesus said it's to our advantage to us here on the earth. It's to our advantage that Jesus has gone back to heaven. For he said, if I go away, the helper will come. So Jesus sent the helper. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. That Ruach HaKodesh, he sent the, the Holy Spirit to come to us and to help us and to enable us to preach this gospel with demonstration and with glory and with power. Bless the Lord. And that's you and I. Amen. Remember what I said, we are the body of Christ. We are, God has to have each and every one of us fulfill our destiny to walk in this power that He has given us so that, that in the end, our ultimate goal is to win souls for Jesus. Remember that this is our goal. This is our purpose is to win as many people to Christ so that when the end comes and there's going to be people going to hell and we want to take as many people to go to heaven with us as possible. Amen. As many people we have to get saved. And so God gives us the Holy Spirit and the power to help us. He gives us the tools to be able to preach effectively in the name of Jesus. Let's get to word number five. Word number five says, and I want to read the whole verse again that you can get it. He says, for our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in much assurance. Uh-oh, much assurance. What does that word assurance mean? Another word for it is confidence. When you have assurance, you have confidence. You know that you just know. And this is the thing I want to preach to you today is that there are thousands upon thousands of Christians who do not have the confidence. They don't have the assurance of who they are in Christ and what they can do. You're saying to me, Brother Dion, I, I, now I don't get it. I, I, I've missed what you're saying. Let me, let me take the scripture, verse 5, and preach it backwards. All right, I'm going to read it like this. If you do not have the assurance that you have the Holy Spirit, you will not operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, and the word that you preach will just be empty words, and it will not prove that the gospel is real. Wow, don't ask me to say that again. I'm going to forget how I said that. But the fact of the matter is that we need to have the assurance that the, if we've got the Holy Spirit, that we have the power of God in us to preach the gospel with demonstrating signs, wonders and miracles so that the gospel becomes a reality to a world that is lost and dying. You see, there's many people who say, oh, that, yeah, you know, that Christianity stuff. Oh, I've heard about that. But, you know, I don't. we need to take the gospel and make it alive. The gospel has to become real to people. And to make it real, we need the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit, we can bring a demonstration of the power of God. But when we do that, we need to have boldness to do that. Now, a lot of people are lacking that assurance. They are lacking that confidence. And I want to pray that God will give you confidence, that God will baptize you, that God will refire you and refill you again so that you can be an effective witness for Jesus. Remember Acts chapter 1, 8. 
He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be witnesses to me. Where? In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the othermost parts of the earth. So this is what we want. This is what I want. I want you to receive power from the Lord. And I want you to have such boldness and confidence that you have the Holy Spirit and that you can operate in the power that your witnessing will be effective like Jesus was, that like the disciples in the Bible was, we have to be so effective in our witnessing that it is going to change Jerusalem. You know, Jerusalem is the area you live in. That's your, your sphere of influence. Not just that. Your, your influence has to go further than just your Jerusalem. It's got to go to Samaria and, uh, you know, uh, to the othermost parts of the earth. Uh, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts of the earth. So I want God to, to give you this, this assurance that you can preach the gospel effectively to win many souls for Jesus. Now, let me read this. He says, verse 6, now you, I hope you get what I'm teaching because it's very powerful. Verse 6 says, and you became followers of us. Paul is speaking to the church here. And he's saying to the church, you became followers of, of us and of the Lord. That's very important. Paul said, I imitate God, imitate me as I imitate God. So Paul is a follower of Jesus and we become followers of Paul who is following Jesus. In other words, we're learning from Paul what he learned from Jesus. Okay. He says, having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm reading 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 6 and we became and you became followers of us and of the Lord having received the word in much affliction with joy in the Holy Spirit so guess what we are living in times right now where there is affliction where there's trials tribulations covid-19 lockdown uh, financial stress uh, you know everything is going wrong in the world today but he says in spite of that you have received this word in this affliction and how did you receive it with joy in the Holy Spirit, bless God. Now look at verse 7. So that you, are you getting this? He's speaking to the church. You, I'm speaking to you, the church this uh, today. And I'm saying to you that you became examples to all in Macedonia and Achaia who believed. What did you become? You became an example. What am I? You're looking at me. I'm an example of following Jesus. I'm an example of obeying Jesus and how I'm operating for God. Now he's saying, if you follow what I'm doing, guess what? You will become an example in your Macedonia. You'll become an example in your care. That means in your sphere of influence, there where you are working, there where you are moving around. People will see Jesus in your life and how you walk and talk and present yourself is the example that you will set of Jesus. Verse 8, for from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only, are you listening to me, from you, from you the church, the word of the Lord has sounded forth not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Oh, this is what we need. The gospel of Jesus to be preached in every place. I have only influence in my area. You have influence in your area. Your brothers and sisters have influence in another area. Think about that. That's why the gospel uh, was through the body of Christ is like a net. It's thrown 
and all over the earth and we can then bring the souls into Jesus, uh, in for Jesus, okay? So verse 8 says, For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith, your faith towards God has gone out so that we do not need to say anything. Oh, that's good news. We don't have to say anything. Your faith has already spoken on our behalf on how you believe Jesus and how you follow Jesus. And then he says that your faith, uh, 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 verse 9, he says, For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you and how you turned from God, uh, how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even Jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come friends i have this is the good news i want to share with you is that if you have the baptism of the holy spirit and you have confidence then you can go out and you can preach the gospel you will be an example of your church of jesus and people will come to know jesus christ because of the work that you are doing can i pray with you today and can i ask god to release a confidence to release an assurance upon you so that you can do effective ministry for his work can I pray for you that if you don't know Jesus, that you can give your heart to Jesus? If you don't know about your salvation, if you don't have the assurance of your salvation, get to that point of getting saved and then that God can use you. Close your eyes and pray this with me right now. And I want to minister to you and I want to pray God that He will fill you with confidence. But let's first pray for salvation. Would you say this with me? Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Lord Jesus, I invite you by faith, come and live in my heart. I receive you now as my God and my Savior. Today I'm born again and I thank you God that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Amen. If you pray that prayer, you're a child of God now. You are a child of God. I want to pray now for you that God will baptize you with His Holy Spirit and that this confidence and boldness will come upon you. Stretch your hands out towards the TV there where you're watching and, and believe as I pray for you right now. Would you do that, Father? I pray for all the wonderful people, those who are saved, Lord, those who have been saved for a long time. Father, I pray for a fresh baptism, an infilling, a refilling of your Holy Spirit upon your people that is hearing my voice and seeing my face. In the name of Jesus, I release the power of God. I release a fresh anointing upon the viewers in Jesus' name. And I ask you, Father, cause boldness to come upon them cause courage to come upon them cause confidence to rise up within them give the assurance of the holy spirit god that they will preach jesus that they will lay hands on the sick cast out devils for today freely they've received and freely they will give in the name of jesus lord i bless your viewers bless them with healing bless them with prosperity give them this confidence that they know that they know jesus is alive and that jesus is real Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer as I bless the audience in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook. We are on uh, YouTube. 
We have a website, www.beyondhockey.org. You can follow us every night. We are 7 o'clock live on Facebook. You can check us out as we are teaching on the power of miracles. If you want to watch that, you are welcome to watch us. Remember, Jesus loves you so much. We love you even more. And we'll catch you next week again. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. You can make a difference by partnering with us, a ministry with a heart for the lost, by visiting our website, www.dionhockey.org. You will also receive exclusive content from the ministry as a thank you from Pastor Dion Hockey. Remember to subscribe and follow our social media pages for updates, sermons, and more information on the ministry. Thank you for listening and see you next time.